You're listening to The Jungle Book by Rudyard Kipling. This audiobook is brought to you by Kriti and it's narrated by Aishwarya. Chapter 6 Darcy's Chant Singer and tailor am I double and joy that I know proud of my little the sky proud of the house that I sue over and under so be I my music so we and the house that I sue sing to the flanging again mother ho lift up your head evil that plagued us in the slain death in the garden that laid terror that hide in the rose is important flung on the dug and held it who has delivered us who tell me his nest and his name ricky the well and the true ticky with eyeball of flame ricky ticky ticky the ivory fanged the hunter with eyeballs of flame give him the thanks to the birds blowing with tail feathers spread praise him with nightingale words now i will praise him instead here i will sing you the praise of the bottle tail ricky with eyeballs of red tomai of the elephant i'll remember what i was i'm sick of rope and chain i'll remember my old strength and all my forest affairs i'll not sell back to the man for a bundle of sugar cane i'll go out to my own kind and the wood folk in the layers i'll go out until the day until the morning break out of the windows untaid kiss the water clean cares i'll forget my ankle ring and snap my picked stake i'll revise my lost love and playmate masterless kala nag which means black snake had served the indian government in every way that an elephant could serve it for 47 years and as he was fully 20 year old when he was caught that made him nearly 70 a rip age of an elephant he remembered pushing with a big leather pad on his forehead at a gun truck in deep mud and that was before the afghan war of 1842 and he had not then come to his full strength his mother radha pairi radha the darling who had been caught in the same drive with kala nag told him before he is a little milk tusk that dropped out that elephant who were afraid always got hurt kala nag knew that the advice was very good for the first time that he saw a shell of burst he packed screaming into a stand of piled rifles and the bayonets pricked him in all his softest places so before he was 25 he gave up being afraid and so he was the best loud and the best after elephant in the service of government of india he has carried tens 1200 pound weight of tens and the march in upper india he has hosted in a ship at the end of a steam crane and take for days across the water and made to carry a mortar on his back in a strange and rocky country very far from india and had seen the emperor theory lying dead in mangalda and has come back again in the streamer entitled so that the soldier said to the abanian war model he had seen his fellow elephants die of cold and epicy and starvation and sunstroke upon a place called ali musdir 10 years later and afterward he had been set down thousands of miles south to hall and pile big bulks of teak in the timber yard of mount men 
there had been half killed an insubordinate young elephant who was striking his fair share of work after that he was taken off timbering hauling and employed with a few score other elements who were trained to their business in helping catch wild elephants among the gara hills elephants are very strictly preserved by the indian government there's one whole department which does nothing else but hunt them and catch them and break them in and send them up and down the country as they are need for work kala nag stood 10 fair feet at the shoulder and his tusk had been cut off short at 5 feet and bound round to the end to prevent them spitting with bands of copper but he could do more with those trumps than an untrained elephant could do with the real sharpened ones when after weeks and weeks of caution driving of scared elephants across the hill the 40 or 50 wild monsters were driven into the last stock head and the big drop gate made of tree trunks lashes together jar down behind him kala nag at the world of kamen would know to their flaring trumping predominant when they flickered of the torches made it difficult to judge them there was nothing in the way of fighting that kala nag the old wise black snake did you know for he stood up more than once in his time to the charge of wounded tiger and curling up his soft trunk to be out of worm's way had knocked the springing bird sideways and midway in a quite sickle cut of his head that he had invested all by himself had knocking him over and kneeled upon him with his huge knee till the life went out with a gasp and howl and there was only a fluffy striped thing on the ground for kala nag to pull by the tail yes said big tommy his driver the son of black tommy who has taken to the abzania and grandson of tommy of elephant who had seen him caught there's nothing that the black snake fear except me he has seen three generation of us fed him and groom him and he lives to see for four he is afraid of me also said little tommy standing up to his full height of 4 feet with only one rag upon him he was 10 year old the eldest son of big tommy and according to custom he was taken his father's place on kala nagnek where he grew and would handle the heavy on anchors the elephant god and had been the worst smooth by his father and his grandson and his great grandfather he knew what he was talking of for he had been born under kala nag shadow had played with the end of his trunk before he could walk had taken him down to water as soon as he could walk and kala nag would have more have dreamt of disobeyed his trill little orders that he would have dreamt of killing him on that day when big tommy carried the little brown baby under kala nag's tusk and told him to salute his master that was to be yes said little tommy he is afraid of me and he took long strides up to the kala nag called him a fat old pig and made him lift with his feet one after the other wah little tommy though art of a big elephant and he waved his fluffy head grunting his father the government may pay for elephants but they belong to us in mahats when though art old kala nag there'll come some rich raja and he'll buy thee from the government on account of thy size and thy manners and thy though will have nothing to do but to carry old earrings in thy ears and gold hardak on the thy back and red clothes covered with gold on thy sides and walk at the head of procession of the king 
Hmm, said Big Tommy. Though arch a boy as a wild or buffalo calf, this running up and down among the hill is not the best garment service. I am getting old and I do not love with elephants. Give me brisk element line, one shell to each elephant and big stumps to them to get safely and flat. Broad roads to exercise upon instead of this come on camping. Ha! Huh, the cowborn packets are upon going. There was a bazaar closer by and only three hours work a day. Little Tom may remember that, can pour elephant lines and said nothing. Even a little boy could be of use there, and Tom A was useful as three boys. He would get him torch and wave it and yell with the best. But the really good times came when the driving out began, and the Kadak, that is the scotted, looked like a picture of the end of the world, and men had to make signs to one another because they could not hear themselves speak. Then the little Tom A would climb up to the top one of the quivering Stockland post his sun bleached brown hair flunking loose all around his shoulder and he was looking like a globin in a torchlight. He did more than wrinkles. One night he slid upon from the post and slipped in between the elephants and threw up the loose end of a rope which had dropped to a driver who was trying to get a purchase on the leg of the kicking of cave. Kala Nag saw him, caught him in his trunk and handed him to a big Tommy who slapped him then and there and put him back to the post. Next morning, he gave him a scolding and said, Are not good brick elephant lines and a little tent carrying enough? Then, thou must need to go elephant catching on thy account, little worthless. Now, your foolishness hunter, who pay is less than my pay, has spoken to Peterson Shabak of the master. Little Tommy was frightened. He did not know much of white men, but Pertishan Shabak was the greatest white man in the world to him. He was the head of all Kedah operation, the man who caught all the elephants for the government of India, and who knew more about the way of elephants than anyone else. What will it happen? said little Tommy. Happen? The worst that can happen. Peterson Shahib is a madman. Else why we should go for hunting these wild devils? He may even require thee to be an elephant catcher, to sleep anywhere in the free-filled jungle, and at last to be trampled to death in Kedak. It's well that his nonsense ends safely. Next week the catching is over, and we'll off the plains and are sent back to our station. Then we'll march on smooth roads and forget all this hunting. But son, I'm angry that though these shouldn't melt in the business that belong to these dirty Assamese junk folk. Kala Nag will obey none but me, so I must go with him into the Kedak, but he's only frightening elephant and he does not help to rope them. So I sit at my ease as benefits at Mahat, not a mere hunter, a maggot, I say, and a man who gets a pension at the end of his service. Is the family of Tomei of an elephant to be trodden under folk in the dirt of Kedah? Bad one, wicked one, and a worthless one, son. Go and wash Kala Nag and attend to his ear that to see him there are no thorns in his feet. Or else, Petrishan Shahweb will surely catch thee and make thee a wild hunter, a follower of elephant's food track, a jungle bear. Little Tomei went off without saying a word. But he told Kala Nag all the grievances while he was examining his feet. 
No matter, said little Tommy, turning up the fringe of Kala Nag's huge right ear. They have said my name to the Peterson Shahib, and perhaps, and perhaps, and perhaps who knows? Hey, this is a big thorn I have pulled out. The next few days were spent in getting the elephants together, in walking the newly caught white elephants up and down between a couple of tons to preserve them from giving too much trouble on downward march to the plain, and in taking stock of the blankets and rope and things that had been worn out or lost in the forest. Peterson Shahib came in on his clever she-elephant Padmini. He has been paying off other camps among the hills, for the season was coming to an end. And there was native clerk sitting at a table under a tree and paid the drivers their wages. Big Tommy went up to the clerk with little Tommy behind him. And Machua Appa, the head tracker, said in an undertone to a friend of his, There goes one piece of good elephant stuff at least. This is a pity to send the young jungle cock to malt in the plain. Now, Peterson Shahib had earths all over him, as a man must have who listened to the most silent of all living things, the wild animal especially. He turned where he was lying all along on the Batmini's bag and said, What is that? I did not know a man among the plain driver who had with enough rope even a dead elephant. There's not a man but a boy. He was into a keda at the last driver and threw Barma there the rope. And when we were trying to get the young calf with the blotch of his shoulder away from his mother, Machua Appa pointed a little Tommy and Peterson Shahib looked and little Tommy bowed to the earth. He threw a rope, he is smaller than a picket pin. Little one, what is your name? said Peterson Shahib. Little Tommy was too frightened to speak, but Kalanak was behind him and Tommy made a sign with his hand and elephants caught him up in his trunk and held him level with Padmini's forehead in front of a greatest Peterson Shahib. Then little Tommy covered his face with his hands for he was only a child and expect where elephants were coarsened and he was almost a blastful of a child could be. Ho! said Peterson Shahib, smiling underneath his moustache and said, Why didn't thou teach thy elephant that trick? Was it to help thee steal green corn from the roofs of the houses where the ears are put out to dry? Not green corns, protector of the poor melons, said little Tommy, and all men sitting about broke into a roar of laughter. Most of them had laughter their elephants, the trick that was their boy. Little Tommy was hanging eight feet in the air, and he wished very much that he was eight feet underground. He is Tommy, my son Shahib, said Big Tommy scrowlingly. He is very bad boy, and he will end in jail, Shahib. Of that I have many doubts, said Peterson Shahib. A boy who can face a full kerag at his age does not end in jail. See, little one, here are four annas to spend in sweetmeat because... Thou hast a little head under thy great thatch of hair. In time thou maybe's become a hunter too. Big Tommy scrawled more than ever. Remember though, the kedas are not good for children to play in. Persian Shabbat went on. Must I never go there, Shahib? As little Tommy with a big gasp. Yes, Peterson Shahib smiled again. When thou has seen the elephants dance, that's a proper time. Come to me when thou hast seen the elephant dance, and then I let thee go into all the kera. 
There was another roar of laughter for that it's an old joke among the elephant catcher and it meant just over. There are great clear flat patches hidden away in the forest that are called elephant's ballrooms but even there are only few of elephants and no man has ever seen the elephant dance. When a driver boasts of his skill and bravery that other driver says and when dins though see the elephant dance. Kala Nag put a little Tommy down and he bowed to the earth again and went away with his father and gave the silver four Anna pieces to his mother who was nursing his baby brother and they all were put into the Kala snack bag and the line of grunting squeaking elephants rolled down the hill path of the plain. Big Tommy prodded Kala Nag spitefully for he was very angry but little Tommy was too happy to speak. Peterson Shahib has noticed him and given him money so he felt as a private soldier would feel if he had been called out of the rank and praised by his commander in chief. What did Peterson Shahib mean by elephant dance he said at last and softly to his mother. Big Tommy heard him and grunted that those shout never be one of these hill buffaloes of trackers. That was what he meant. Ho, oh, you in front, what is blocking the way? As Azami's driver, two or three elephants ahead, turned around angrily crying, Bring up Kala Nag and knock his youngster of mine into a good behavior. Why should Peterson Shahib has chosen me to go down with you donkeys of rice fields? Lay your breast alongside Tommy and let him prod his tongue. We have swept the hills of wild elephants at the last catch. It's only your carelessness in driving. Must I keep order along the whole line? Hear him, said the other driver. We have swept the hill. Ho! Oh, you are very wise, you plain people. Anyone but a mudhead who have never seen the jungle would know that they know the drivers are ended for the season. Therefore, all the wild elephants tonight will buy what should I waste of wisdom of rival travel. Ho, oh, little one, are thou there? Well, I will dare thee, for thou hast a cold head. Then will dance, and it behoves thy father, who has swept all his ill of the plain. And in this way, talking and wrangling and splashing through the rivers, they made their first march to a sort of receiving camp for the new elephant. But they lost their temper long before they got there. Then, the elephants were chained by their hind legs to their big stumps of pickets, and extra ropes were fitted to the new elephant, and the fodder was piled before them, and the hill drivers went back to the Peterson Shahib through afternoon light, telling the plane drivers to be extra care that night, and laughing when the plane drivers asked the reason. Little Tommy attended to Kala Snack's supper, and as an evening fell, wandered through the camp, unspeakably happy in search of Tom Tom. When an Indian child's heart is full, he does not run about and make a noise in an irregular fashion. He sits down to a sort of reveal all by himself. The new elephants stared at their ropes and squeed and trumpeted from time to time, and he could hear his mother in the camp hunt putting him, a small brother, to sleep with an old, old song about the great god Shiv who once told all the animals what they should eat. It's a very soothing lullaby, and the first verse says, Shiv, who poured the harvest and made the wings to blow, sitting at the doorways of a day of long ago, gave to each his portion, food, toil, 
and fate from the king upon the gadi to the beggar at the gate all the things made he shiv the preserver mahedio mahedio he made all thorn for the camel fodder for the nine and mother heart for a sleepy hare o little son of mine little tommy came in with a joyous tongue a tongue at the end of each verses till he fell sleepy and stretched himself on the fodder at kala nag's side at last the elephant began to lie down one after the other as the custom till only kala nag at the right of the line was left standing up and he rocked slowly from side to side his ears put forward to listen to the night and it blows very slowly across the hill all the elephants in the line jumped up as if they had seen a shot and their guns at last waked the sleeping mahats and they came out and drove in the picket pricks with the big mallets and tightened his rope and knotted that till all was quiet one new elephant had nearly grubbed up his picket and big tommy took off kala's nag leg chain and sackled that head force foot to hin foot but slipped a little scoop of grass string round kala's nag leg and took him to remember that he was tied fast he knew that he and his father and his grandfather had done the very same hundred of times before kala nag did not answer to the order by gruggling as he usually did tend to him if he grows restless in that night said big tommy to the little tommy and he went into the hunt and slept little tommy was just going to sleep too he heard the coil string snap with a little tang and kala nag rolled up of his pickets and slowly and silently as a cloud rolls over the mouth of a valley little tommy silently patted after him barefooted down the road in the moonlight calling under his breath kala nag kala nag take me with me ho kala nag the elephant turned with a sound took three strides back to the boy in the moonlight up down his trunk swung him upon his neck and almost before little tommy had settled his knees slipped into the forest there was one blast of furious tramping from the line and then the silence shut down on everything and kala nag began to move sometimes a tuft of high grass washed along his side as a wave washes along the sides of ship and sometimes a cluster of wild pepper vines would scramble along its back or bamboo would creak where his shoulder touched it but between those times he moved absolutely without any sound drifting to the thick garo forest as thought it may be smoken then kala nag reached the crest of the accent and stopped for a minute and little tommy could see the top of the tree lying all speckled and furry under the moonlight for miles and miles and the blue white mist over the river in the hollow then the branches closed over his head again and kala nag began to go down into the valley not quietly this time but as a runway gun goes down a steep bank in one rush the huge limbs moved at steadily as piston 8 feet to each stride and wrinkled skin of elbow pointed rustel the undergrowth of every side of him ribbed with a noise tongue like a thorn cave and the slapping that he heard ever against the left shoulder of a sprang back again and banged him off the flank and great trials of creeper the grass began to get squashy and kala's nag feet stuck and squashed as he put them down and the night mist at the bottom of the valley children little tommy
There was a splash and trample and the rush of running water and Kala Nag's trot through the bed of a river, felling his way at each step. Hey, he said, half aloud, his teeth chattering. The elephant folk are out tonight. Is it a dance then? Kala Nag swashed out of the water, blew his trunk clear and began another climb. But this time he was not alone and he had not to make his patch that was made already six feet wide in front of him where the bent jungle grass was trying to recover itself and stand up. At last, Kala Nag stood still between the two tree trunks at the very top of the hill. They were part of circle of trees that grew around the irregular shape of some three or four acres and in all the space as little Tommy could see. The ground had been trampled down as hard as a brick floor. Some trees grew into the center of clearing, but their bark was rugged away, and the white wood when it showed all the shiny and polished it in the patches of the moonlight. The moonlight showed it all iron grey except where some elephants stood upon it, and the shadows were inky black. Little Tommy looked and held his breath with his eyes starting out of his head as he looked more and more and more elephant swung off into the open ground between the three trunks. Little Tommy could not only count up to ten, but he counted again and again on his finger till he lost count of the ten, and he has head to begin to swim. Outside the clearing, he could hear them chasing into the undergrowth as they worked up there to the hillside, but as soon as they were within the circle of the tree trunks, they moved like ghosts. They were white trunks in with the wild males, with fallen leaves and nuts and twigging line in the wrinkles of their neck and the folds of their heads, farts and slow-footed chic elements with sea restless little prinky black caves only three or four feet running under their stomach. Young elephants with their tusks just beginning to show and very proud of them. They were standing head to head or walking to and fro across the ground in couples or rocking and swing all themselves, score and scores of elephant. Tommy knew that so long as he lay still on Kala's nag neck, nothing would happen to him, for even in the rush and scramble of Keda driver, a white elephant does not reach with his trunk and drag a man off a neck of the tame elephant. And these elephants were not thinking of the men that night. Once they started and put their hairs forward, when they heard the clinging of leg iron in the forest, but it was in Badmini that the Peter sent Shah's pet elephant, her chine snapped short off, grunting and sluffling up the upside hill. At last, there was no sound of any more elephants moving in the forest, and Kala Nag rolled up from his station between the trees and went into the middle of crowd, clunking and grungling, and all the elephants began to talk in their own tongue and not to move. Still lying down, little Tommy looked upon and scores and scores of broad backs and whacking ears and tossing tongues and little rolling eyes. He heard the click of tusk as they crossed over the tusk by accident and the dry rustle of trunk twinned together and the capping of enormous sides and shoulder in the cow and the instant flick sat in the black darkness. But the quiet, steady hustling and pushing and grungling went on just the same. He knew that there was an elephant all round Kala Nag and there no chance of backing him out of the assembly. 
so he set his teeth and shivered in an kedak at least there was torchlight and shouting but there he was all alone in the dark and once the trunk came up and torched him on the knee then an elephant trumpeted and all took upon four to five terrible second the dew formed from the trees above the spattered down like rain of the unseen back and dull booming noise began not as very loud as first and little tommy could not tell what it was but it grew and grew and kala nag lifted one of his four foot and then the other and brought them down on the ground one two one two as steady as trim rivers the morning broke in one sheet of pale yellow behind the green leaves and the blooming stopped with the first ray as though the light had been an order before little tommy had gone the ringing out of his head before even he shifted his position and there was not an elephant in the six except kalana but mini and the elephant with the rope gals and there were neither sign nor hustle nor whisper down the hillside that shows where the other had gone little tommy started again and again the clearing as he remembered it had grown in the dark more trees stood in the middle of it but the underground and the jungle grass at the sides had been rolled back little tommy started once more now he understood the trampling the elephant had stamped one more room and had stamped the thick grass and juicy cane to the trash and the trash into slivers the slivers into a tiny fibers and the fibers into an hard earth wah said little tommy and his eyes was very heavy kalana my lord let us keep badmini and go to peterson shahab camp or i shall drop from thy neck the third elephant watched two to go away snorted wheeled rounded and took his own path he may have belonged to some little native king's establishment 50 or 60 or 100 miles away 2 hours later peterson shahab was eating early breakfast his elephant who had double chained that night began to trumpet and batmini might to the shoulder with kala nag very foot sore stumbled into the camp little tommy's face was gray and pinched and his hair was full of leaves and drenched with dew but he tried to salute peterson shahab and cried faintly the dance the elephant dance i have seen it and i die as kala nag sat down he slid off his neck in a dead faint but since native children have no words speaking of in two hours he was lying very contemptly in peterson shahab hammock with peterson shahab shooting coat under his head and a glass of warm milk a little brandy with a dash of quinine inside of him while the old harry scared hunter of the jungle sat three deep before him looking at him as though he was spirit he told his tale in short of words as a child will and wound up with it now if i lie in one word send men to see and they'll find that elephant folk have trampled down more in the more in the dance room and they'll find 10 to 10 and many times 10 trackle leading to that dance room little tommy lay back and slept all through the long afternoon into the twilight and while he slept peterson shahib and manchwa appa followed the track of the two elephants for 50 miles across the hill peterson shahib had spent 80 years in catching elephants 
and he had only one before found such a dance place machua appa had no need to look twice at the clearing to see what had been done there or to scratch with his toe in the packed rambled egg the earth speaks truth said he all this was done last night and have counted 70 track crossing the river see shahib where padmini leg iron cut the bark of that tree yes she was there too they looked at one another and up and down and they wondered for the way of elephant are beyond the wit of any man black or white or to fathom 40 years and 5 said machua appa had i followed my lord the elephant but never have i heard that any child of man had seen what this child has seen but all the gods of hill it is what we can say and he stood his head when he got back to the camp it was time for evening meal peterson shahib ate alone in his tent but he gave orders that the camp should have two sheep and some fowls as well as double ration of flour and rice and salt for he knew that there was any feast big chomi had come up hot foot for the camps in the plain to search for his son and his elephant and now they had been found that he looking at them as though he were afraid of him both as they were feast of the blasting campfire in front of the lines of picked elephants and little tommy was hero of it all and the big brown elephant catchers and the trackers and the drivers and ropers and the men who knew all the secret of breaking the wildest elephant passed him from one to another and they marked him forehead with blood from the breast of the newly killed jungle cock to show that he was the forester initiated and free of all the jungles and at last when the flames died down and the red light of the logs made the elephant look as they had been dipped into a blood too machua appa the head of all the drivers of all the kheda machua appa peterson shahib other self who had never seen made a road in the 40 years machua appa who was so great that he had no other name than machua appa leader to his feet with little tommy held i in the air above his head and shouted listen my brothers listen to you o my lord in the lines there for i machua appa i am speaking this little one shall no more be called little tommy but tommy of the elephant and his great grandfather was called before him whatever men has seen he has seen through the long night and the fever of being a great tracker he shall become greater than i even i machua appa he shall follow the new trail and the state trail and the mixed trail with a clear eye he shall become greater than i ever he shall take no harm in the kheda when he was before the feet of charging bull elephant the bull elephant chains he whipped up the line of picket here is a little one that have seen so dances in the hidden places the sight that never man saw give him honor my lord salam karo my children make your salute to tome of the elephant ganga parshad ha hiraguch birshi guch kutar guch ha batmini do had seen him at the dance and thought to kalanag my pearl among elephants ha together to tommy of the elephants baro and at the last 
Wild yell, the whole line flung up their trunk till the tips touched their forehead and broke out into the full salute, the crashing trumpel that only the victory of Indian her, the salamit of the Kedak. But it was all for the sake of little Tommy, who had seen what never man had seen before, the dance of the elephant at night and alone in the heart of the Garrow Hills.